Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is brought to you by Green and Blacks, a rich, smooth, and truly delicious chocolate experience. You're listening to the Irish Times Women's Podcast. I'm Roisin Ingle. Well, I'm back from my holiday. It was a lovely staycation once again in the west of Ireland. I have to say it was gorgeous to be out of Dublin, to have a real Guinness in a real live pub, to swim in the Atlantic Ocean. And while I always love going on holiday in Ireland, this one was extra special because of everything we've all just been through. And I hope you've been getting a break or you are planning one in the next while. While I was away, I celebrated 20 years since the day I met my partner in the middle of a riot in Portadown. I was working as a journalist for the Irish Times and as my colleague Patsy McGarry, who was also up at Drum Cree at the time, said, it was love at first riot. Well, since then, myself and my partner have had two children, our twins, who are now 11, but we haven't got round to getting married yet. It just wasn't high on our list of priorities, although we may do it someday. Well, marriage and more specifically weddings are the subject of this episode. As you know, many weddings did not go ahead as planned due to the pandemic. And while it's not exactly life or death, these cancellations caused a lot of sadness and disappointment. I remember on the day of the wedding itself, everyone said, oh, how are you doing? Like, it's so sad, you know, the wedding's been cancelled. But by that stage in May, it was fine. The most stressful part was in March when we were in the office together. <laughs> I remember sitting beside you when you were talking about the wedding and I said, Roshi, like, the wedding is not going to happen. There's, there's a pandemic. There's my glass half fullness there. Yeah. <laughs> I spoke to Laura DeBarra, author of the Shiai Bible Gaff Goddess, and Suzanne Brennan, co-producer of the Women's Podcast, about the cancellation of their big days, how they coped and how it's changed their perceptions of weddings. So here they are, still not married, Laura DeBarra and Suzanne Brennan, talking about the weddings that weren't. So Laura, I want to come to you first. You were supposed to get married and like many people, you had to cancel. So what was the original wedding going to be? So we were getting married in Clare on the 25th of July um, in Ennis Diamond. So it was just, we were going to do our vows in the art gallery there, but it was real DIY wedding. We were doing venues that hadn't been used before as wedding venues. So um, yeah, it was going to be like vows in the art gallery and then onto a lovely venue that isn't actually open at the moment. And we were just going to have like um, dinner, drinks, dancing. It was just going to be casual, but loads of fun. But um, yeah, we had to sort like a roof and a floor and everything for it. So there was a lot going into it. Um, it wasn't just like signed up to a venue. <laughs> and you had a very interesting theme, I believe. Yeah, like where 
we've changed it now, but we were, the whole thing was going to be around like um, kind of Club Tropicana, the George Michael song. And um, we had just, it was, I just wanted it to be really fun. I wanted people to walk in the evening of the dinner and just think, oh my God, I get to have dinner in here. Like that was kind of what I wanted. And I think when you're getting married in summer as well, there is a lot of like wedding after wedding after wedding. And I think a lot of what I do in my job and stuff like that is like try to make things a bit different for people so they have fun with it. So that was what I wanted to do with the wedding as well. I just wanted people to think like, oh, I can relax and just have fun. And I just wanted it to be kind of like a mark of, I wanted to kind of reflect me and Shane as well, you know, like it's just such a fun, inviting kind of like life that we live with our friends. It was always like, I didn't want to change who we are for our wedding, you know, like I don't think I could have done a lot of like ivory and you know like spraying flowers with Joe Malone and stuff like that like I thought I could I just couldn't so yeah. it's funny I read a story uh, the other day about a couple who exactly wanted to do that and be who they really were at their wedding so they had a cannabis bar obviously it was in America <laughs> basically you could come up and roll your own joints <laughs> Best sweetheart ever, I'd say. Oh my God, that is I just thought that's hilarious. I, and, you know, and everyone was delighted and it was great. Perfect. <laughs> Suzanne, um, you weren't going to have a cannabis bar at your wedding. Well, it was in the discussions, but <laughs> my parents wouldn't allow it. Um, we were actually getting married in Clare as well. Um, so we were at Den Road in Doolin, which is, I think it's only about a 10 minute drive. But for me and Paddy we're quite lazy so we got a hotel that did everything <laughs> so we wanted to keep it like who we are so we had no input but basically <laughs> it, it's Hotel Doolin and they when I saw it they said we'll do your cake we'll give you a photographer we will um we'll give you a barbecue the next day like there was everything so I just said that is done you and they were styling the venue as well so for us we were meant to get married in May I can't believe that's over a month ago now. The time has just flown, I guess. And and what did you feel like, both of you, actually, when I suppose it was you were kind of thinking for a while, maybe it will happen or that kind of thing. And then the realisation that I'm I'm actually this this event that I've been kind of looking forward to and preparing for because, Suzanne, we work together on the podcast and I've been hearing you've yeah. been saying, oh, I'm going down to Doolin to get my makeup checked and I'm going to get to get my hair. And there was so much went into it. And then all of a sudden that was not happening. Yeah. And you know what? That was probably the most stressful part because I remember on the day of the wedding itself, everyone said, oh, how are you doing? Like, it's so sad. You know, the wedding's been cancelled. But by that stage in May, it was fine. The most stressful part was in March when we were in the office together. <laughs> and I remember sitting beside you when you were talking about the wedding and I said, Roshi, like, the wedding is not going to happen. There's, there's a pandemic. There's my glass half fullness there. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, you know, at that stage, I had said, look, I've stopped visiting my parents and everything. And you were like, my mom's just been at board gosh last night. <laughs> OK, I'm, I just have to intervene here because you're making me sound bad. It was at that very, like, within days when everything sort of yeah, changed. It was, this is before Leo said we had to lock down and everything. It was, and yeah, it was very. My mother had rung me up and she'd said, do you think I should go to the board gosh? And I had said, no, I don't think you should. But you went anyway. So, you know, just to add that in. And Anne Ingle, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> that night. It was your last night out. <laughs> so, yeah, that was quite, that was the most stressful part. It was around about a week after that. I went to the toilet in the middle of the night and I came back in and I woke up Paddy and I said, the wedding's cancelled. 
I said, we can't. I'm just too worried about this. Um, and I think it's going to be, I think it will be cancelled anyway, taken out of our hands. But if we just rearrange it now, I think a weight will go off my shoulders and I'll feel better. And so you but, did that. So that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and what okay. about you then, Laura? Like, did you, did you sort of relate to what Suzanne is saying there, that kind of creeping realisation? Yeah, well, I think I when we had booked our wedding date, I hadn't planned on, like, the book coming out in February so I was very behind in wedding planning mm. and I don't think I'm I'm only kind of realizing it now how much I would have had to do like because I'm making my own dress and like there's like a roof and a floor and like all of the decor and stuff like that so I think a bit of me was a bit relieved that we kind of like we're having a bit more time now but when it first started creeping up I was a bit panicked or I was just like just the same as yourself where you're like I feel responsible I feel like there's people who are going to be going because they feel like they have to and those people were compromised health in both sides of the family and like it was just when we kind of felt like it was taken out of our hands I felt such a relief mm. and at the start I didn't really know what was going to happen and I had started um I was kind of like trying to kind of like in typical Irish fashion and kind of ignore how I was feeling about it first <laughs> and then, you know it always of, works <laughs> <laughs> just push that away and um Shane's quite level-headed so I was like you tell me when we need to start freaking out and he was like no problem and then I had offered this service for anyone whose wedding was getting postponed or cancelled for free I'd do people's illustrations so that they didn't have to pay anyone to tell people that they were postponing and it was only then when I started hearing people talk about how far down the line they were and the wedding was next week and stuff mm. that perspective I, li- I remember just thinking like it's fine it's crap and you know another year and like oh but that's nothing in comparison to some of the stuff I was reading like there was people cancelling because people had gotten really sick and there was you know like I have a relation who had whose wedding was ready to go everything ready I think two weeks later and I guess when you see that kind of perspective you realize that like it's it's fine inconvenient for me because it was so but it was because it was so far away it's all right you know and it was there was a bit of a comfort in speaking to other brides as well because you know, you'll always get people being like, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be blah. But when you are, like, the person who was supposed to be getting married, you feel like maybe people don't understand how you actually feel, you know, and you don't want to be like, well, I'm the bride that's getting married, you know, like, because that's just, there's too much of that. Um, so it was nice where there's that, that kind of understanding. I really feel like that helped my mind frame with it, this kind of camaraderie with people, even though I was just emailing them, like, altered dates on their invites. It was good to feel that you know the disappointment was kind of normal and the worry and the stress was normal. yeah because I'd say that was a thing I mean you know okay it's your wedding and it's huge but at the same time the whole world is sort of falling apart and you look at America and then you think of people losing their jobs and I suppose it's one of those things where you kind of I wonder did you feel guilty for feeling bad about it like did you think which I don't think you should because I think everything's relative and of course you're allowed to be sad about something that you've longed for and looked forward to but was that that kind of a conflict Suzanne, did you feel that? For me, you know, I felt bad, but then my parents are in their mid-70s. So for any ounce of that moment where I thought, this is the worst thing ever, I just thought, well, it would be so much worse for them to feel uncomfortable in a place, you know, and with all their relations as well, they're all in the same age bracket. We've quite an older family as well. So I just, not for a second, wanted to put anyone in a position where 
they would just feel uncomfortable. So for me, that just made it so easy because there was no other way you could do it. I couldn't take that chance. Now, this is at the stage where I thought, oh, maybe it could go ahead or maybe it might be in your, you could have the option, but I could never. So I did go for a walk once and have a little cry. And and that was it. And then we moved on and we kind of went, look, what, you know, what, can be in our other plans now we get yeah, to well I, I think it was lovely on the day you were supposed to get married which um <laughs> I remember talking to you <laughs> you love this Laura I was chatting away and then uh I said oh how are you getting on today and Suzanne was like oh yeah I just had some Prosecco this is at 11 o'clock and I, I was like okay I just you no know, I just didn't want to be judging because like I'm sure there's been occasion I've had Prosecco at 11 o'clock and I didn't want to be one of those colleagues going what the hell and then it was only after I, I put the phone down I was like Jesus, is this supposed to be Dan's <laughs> wedding day? <laughs> Your friends have come round, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they dropped over Prosecco at 8 a.m. So we actually, I'd been having Prosecco for about two hours at that stage. Right? Nice. <laughs> you sounded good on it anyway. I loved that. Yeah, she just kind of went, okay, that's a bit odd, but I'll, you know. I didn't even say it was odd. I have to say, <laughs> I just went, I love it. I'm very open I to like that. having different... <laughs> you know, experiences at different times of the day. This is lockdown living, you know. (laughs) We got really really lucky with the weather on that day. Yeah. Ever since. So we just packed up our bag, went to Bushy Park, which is down the road. Um, I wore a little white dress. Paddy wore a a waistcoat and a pair of jeans, the best we could do. Um, And we just hung out there for the day. And that was it. We got my sister to call up later and take a few photographs. And a couple of the neighbours came out and gave us a bottle of wine. So it was actually a lovely day just to mark it in in one way or another and have that memory of those pictures would be kind of gas. You won't really have a memory. You drank so much from (laughs) (laughs) it. I did start early. Yes. (laughs) Laura, when was the day, the actual day of yours supposed to be? 25th of July. So in two or three weeks. Okay. And do you think you'll do anything? So. Shane's had to actually go back to Ireland for for family reasons. So I'm actually going to be on my own for the wedding day. So I know. But it's okay because I just keep thinking that like, um, I don't know, again, it's just perspective, isn't it? It's like, it's okay for me to be upset. And I always think that as long as you can have a perspective in things, you can still go and ball your eyes out for three days. It's absolutely fine. So I'm going to try and turn. I, I'll be without him, which will be really difficult, I think. But I have great friends and like you know in my hen that got cancelled my friends let me back into my hen group for the day (laughs) (laughs) and everyone dressed up and just we all just like had great fun all day in it so maybe I might end up doing something like that as well and now that it's eased up here I might be able to just go to the park with friends and just have Mm -hmm. a few drinks and stuff um but yeah it will be really difficult like the day passing without him I think so but that's just look it's in this, I think we've all got, gotten very good at bad news, you know, and we've all gotten very good at um, allowing other people to have bad news and share bad news. So I feel like it's what the one time that it's kind of like people are, you know, usually it's awkward when people talk about a bit of some being sad or upset over something. And now I just feel like there's a lot more kind of like sharing being done. So I feel like I'll be OK because I feel like I won't feel weird having a bit of a cry in front of a friend or you know, like talking about it. So it's probably 
the perfect time in the world to be on your own for your council wedding. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could put it like that. You are listening to the Women's Podcast, brought to you by Green and Black's Organic Chocolate. Discover a different kind of dark. One article I read I thought was very interesting, and it was about was somebody actually being very happy about the fact that all these weddings were cancelled and was saying that the wedding industry has become such a giant money spinning kind of ostentatious really vulgar thing that the, that the weddings have turned into like these three day four day sort of over the top events and that if if the pandemic did something to kind of curb that and make people think more about you know what 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 a marriage really is what a wedding really is and and to bring it into more focus of it's just about the love and about the coming together and not about all the spraying your flowers with Joe Malone and all that kind of thing um i just wonder from for, to both of you has it made you look at i know neither of you were doing anything too mad but has it made you look at kind of the kind of wedding you maybe want when you do go back to it or do you think you'll want bigger and better or, or has it made you change your perspective Suzanne are you thinking differently yeah, definitely. Because we got to the stage where the invitation list just kept going up and we are very polite people and um, and didn't want to cap it, really. So I think we had 200 people coming, which is a crazy amount of people. But we have quite a large family. And as much as I really wanted that big wedding, I just don't know if that big wedding is is what will happen for us now. It was meant to be three days in County Clare, you know, the the day before the wedding and then the barbecue the next day. And I think we might just do something small now. Potentially that many people aren't going to be allowed in a room at the same time. So that's changed that for us. But it has made us think, look, we can we can have as much, you know, that day that we had took the photos outside the house and went to the park was so nice. And it just kind of showed me that regardless of what you do, if you are enjoying it and make it your own, you'll have a great time. So I think we'll probably now we're still in conversation with this, but I think maybe at the end of the summer, we might do a tiny wedding and then go on a massive fuck off honeymoon. <laughs> And then, um, and then just yeah, maybe go away for four or five weeks. Who knows? And just enjoy it. And then, as co-producer of the women's podcast, Suzanne knows that you're allowed to say "big fuck off" on the street. I'll just say it again. I think that's really interesting. How that kind of even that experience of the the sunshine, the simplicity. Mm. Well, there was a few glasses of prosecco on board as well, so that'll probably add it to the the buzz. Um, yeah. But just that feeling of being with people that you like and and being together with Paddy, and that was all you sort of needed. Whereas I suppose you do have these ideas of, oh, if I don't do all this stuff, then I'll regret it and it won't be a proper wedding. Have you changed your perspective at all? I mean, yours sounded quite down home anyway, Laura. Yeah, well, I, it's totally changed. I think what we were doing at the start was we were taking a lot on. And um, now I've realised that, like, well, first of all, it was the same thing with, you know, the night before. Oh, God, we're going to have to organise the dinner the night before and then there's going to have to be this and then there's going to be three days. Next year, people are not going to be able to do these three days devoted to one wedding, which I had such relief anyway. So now we're just going to do like a 4 p.m. to late kind of a thing so that if people need to go to something else in the day or at a wedding the night before or a wedding the day after, it's going to be a bit easier. And I think like it's made me just think like people just, which was what we wanted at the beginning, but I think I felt a lot of pressure of what other people expected a wedding to be. Whereas now I feel like I've been caught a break where I can do the wedding that I want to do. 
So like we decided, we found somewhere that's going to be a complete secret. No one's allowed to know before the day, until the day that they arrive. And um, it's, if it all goes ahead, I still got to go and view it. And my luck now, it's going to be an absolute tip. But mm-hmm. your luck. And I don't even care. Like this is what it's given me is this attitude of like, we'll make it work. It's going to be fab. It's about, our, as long as our family and friends can watch me and Shane exchange vows and we have that memory forever and then we can feed them as well and have a dance. That's kind of all that matters, you know, and I, I'm glad that I'm able to have that break and when I'm making decisions now before people were saying, you can't do that, you can't do that and now people are like, cool, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So it is good and I think it will curb the wedding industry a bit because now we're going back to basics with everything in life, you know, it's like, who do I really want there? What do I really want from the day? You know, how can I enjoy this and make sure everyone is safe rather than how will I come across through my wedding day? And, you know, I was chatting to friends the other day and they said that everyone's rearranged their wedding for next year. So along with all the four weddings that they had next year, now they've got three others on top of it. So 2021 for anyone's wallet or purse is going to be an annihilation. Awful. Yeah, there's getting married on like I did one invitation for 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Well, they they have to have that particular church. So they it's the only time that's available next year. And I was ringing places to because at the start I was like, I can't use the same venue. Like, um, what am I going to do? Like how I have to start from scratch. And I started ringing around and people were like, sorry, for summer 2021. And I'm like, yeah. And you have to play along with the wedding venue host because mm-hmm. they can just say no to you. And it's like you're trying, it's like X Factor, like trying to get a wedding venue, isn't it? And then they were like, next year. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, next summer. And then it's like, sorry, I just want to double check that again. And I'm like, I get it. I I get that I'm doing the impossible. And then they'd be like, okay. And you you definitely haven't spoken just before. And you're definitely not already booked. And I'm like, no, I am a bride without a venue for next summer. Please rub it in, you know? Like, so I think next year is going to be wild. And people are going, are genuinely going to be choosing between weddings and people who they're really close to. I think that's all to come, you know. But listen, tell me then, just moving away from weddings a little bit, Laura, you have Gaff Goddess. That's when we spoke to you last. Incredible book that has taken the world by storm and got loads of women into DIY that would never have thought that they would be able for that. And obviously in lockdown, there's been a lot more uh, she-iy going on. How? <laughs> what sort of feedback have you been getting from um, readers and people who've been talking to you about uh, DIY in, in this time? It's been really positive. I think the main thing is, I think before um, people were very, a lot of times in DIY, it was more about the before and the after. And that was kind of like what I'm probably, not anti, but like I always think like it shouldn't be about, it should be about your mind frame and the process and it's spilling into the rest of your life. And you can see that like in DMs where I usually hear a lot of stuff, you know, on Instagram where people come through. And a lot of it has been like, I'm so glad I read the book because I, when this happened, my home had to become something different to me. And I was used to thinking about how my home is supposed to kind of like help me be happy or help me feel the way I feel like I need to feel. And, you know, one girl was saying, I knew I had to have a home office, but I was like, I can do this. You know, I can set this up. I'm aware of how I need to be in this space. I'm aware of how I want it to make me feel. I know how to do this. I'm handy with this. I don't need to ask for help. And I think like people couldn't ask for help. They're in lockdown. They're on their own. And I feel like that empowerment rather than feeling overwhelmed was the main thing I'd gotten through from like, because the shiy, I always say like sisters, like spelt like S-I-Y or whatever. And it's like the whole sister kind of thing was really coming through. And like, rather than people sitting in their home and thinking, 
oh my God, I'm stuck here. They were like, okay, I can do tweaks. You know, like I don't have to do a big DIY project, but I can make this work for me. It's been really nice to see it. Suzanne, have you done any DIY? Well, actually I was looking at Laura's Instagram stories and I found out a revelation from this. And that is that you shouldn't put all your fruit in the same fruit bowl. (laughs) That has been... (laughs) a life changer for me I've got every time Paddy goes to the shop I ask him to buy me a new fruit bowl because they need to be in different places all around the kitchen (laughs) and the apples they're gonna get you they'll ruin all the fruit and have you found the fruit lasting longer yes it does doesn't it yeah I honestly what it was a quite a long video as well like you really gave I am so passionate about being aware of ethylene and how it can rot your whole week shopping yes so that's about the extent of it. I, I arranged my fruit around the kitchen. Um, other than that, I haven't done anything. So even though you're not married, you're a better housewife now. <laughs> he always has fresh fruits. <laughs> well, that's the main thing. As long as Paddy's got his cherries and his pears, <laughs> and then he'd be grand. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's still around. cooking the dinners. Okay. So. <laughs> good. He's a good house husband, even though yeah. he's not married. Excellent. Um, well, listen, it's been really interesting talking to you both about, I mean, it, it is a loss. It is a big seismic kind of non-happening in your life because this is the, you know, whatever people think about marriage or weddings, it's one of the most important days of your life and you put so much into it. But it sounds like you both got very good perspectives and the wedding that does happen when it eventually happens in whatever way, shape or form might be even more meaningful than the original one and might be more what you guys really want rather than what you feel pressured into. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And I think it's been devastating for some people. There have been people who have been trying to get married quite quickly because people have been ill and they needed to be there. And I think when the second wedding happens, that whole everyone in your wedding day is going to be almost doubly as full of, you know, happiness for the couples that I have had to do are doing it for the second time or whatever. I just think like it's if anyone is feeling like super bad about it, I think just remember that like it is going to happen and it's probably going to be even better, even if it's not what you originally sought out to do. You can't buy or plan or judge up feelings like they're the purest part of a wedding day how people feel and the love and the atmosphere you cannot plan it even if you didn't you don't get the same photographer you don't get the same makeup artist what you cannot do is bring that experience of people's love and happiness for you and that's going to be an abundance for people's reschedule wedding something that you can't you couldn't even get in other weddings it's going to be so special you know and I keep remembering that final words from you Suzanne on that about that kind of different perspective yeah I definitely agree I think it's you can be caught trundling along in the planning and kind of going with maybe what's expected and it does actually give you that time to say oh do you know what I I I wasn't happy with this or or maybe I didn't want to do it that way and it yeah it just gives you that time to to reevaluate and realize that actually if you were on a schedule to be I have to be married by this stage or you know I have to do this by that stage none of it matters you know this pandemic has shown us that actually we're not in control of those small things if something comes along the way and actually if someone had told me a year ago that I'd have to cancel the wedding three months before I would have said I 
I would not be able to deal with that. I, you know, a bridezilla would come out of me that I didn't know existed. And she didn't. She just went with it and, and went along with it. And I think as long as you can have that perspective, whatever you do the next time, it will be even better, as Laura says. I'd kind of like to see your bridezilla, though, Suzanne. I think it would be interesting. I know. I'd love <laughs> to see her as well. Please FaceTime us if she ever comes out. <laughs> Listen, guys, it was lovely talking to you. And the best of luck now with whatever weddings happen. And Laura, I'm sure we'll have you back on. I have a plan where I want you to come to my house and give me all those amazing little zones and make my life basically much better. I mean, no pressure, but I have, I'm have i pinning a lot of my hopes on you. So we'll come back and we'll do that again. But thank you so much, Laura DeBarra and Suzanne Brennan. Thank you. Thanks very much to Laura DeBarra, author of Gaff Goddess, and to Suzanne Brennan as well. We wish them all the best when they eventually say, I do, whenever that might be. That's all we have time for. The podcast is produced by me, Roisin Ingle, and by Suzanne Brennan with JJ Vernon on sound. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter and Instagram at IT Women's Podcast. And our email is thewomenspodcast at irishtimes.com. Until next time, enjoy yourself safely. And thanks very much for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 